Welcome to the Jumpstart Your Faith podcast channel, where you will receive the essential tools to take your faith to the next level. I am your host, Brian Ratliff, and I currently pastor Clearbrook Baptist Church in Roanoke, Virginia. Here is the latest message preached from one of our services. Grab your Bible, pen, notepad, and get ready to jumpstart your faith. Yo, what's up, people? It's your boy, Pastor Brian here. Um, I'm so excited about this episode today because I have a special guest, the man, the myth, and the legend, the pastor, Joel Ward, is in the house. What's up, brother Joel? What's up, what's up? Good to be with the pastor, Brian. (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, Man, we've been talking about doing this forever, and so it's so so exciting to actually uh, have you here. But before we get started, um, before before we introduce this guy and so you learn more about him, I have a little game I want to play. It's Would You Rather. So, uh, Brother Joel, would you rather have an Android or an iPhone? Bro, I gotta, I gotta be honest. I'm, I'm iPhone all the way. iPhone all the past way. Past the apples. <laughs> yes, past the apples. How do you like those apples? I like the apples because I got my iPhone here. Yeah. I got my MacBook right here. Yeah. And I got my iPod, iPad somewhere around yeah, here. If you said iPod, I was going to wonder. <laughs> yeah. What generation are you? I do have... Uh, the old iPod. Really? Yeah, the mini. Oh, so not the super, super skinny yeah, mini, but yeah. but not the big fat one, mm-hmm. but the one underneath there, because you know, when I was in high school, that was the thing. That was the thing. That was the thing. Wow. And it had that weird game, you know, uh, I can't think of the name of it, but you, you had that little uh, rectangle box that went from side to side, and you, oh, you, you try to yeah. hit this thing with the ball. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know what the game's called, yeah. but yeah, all the way, iPhone users, we yes. are. That's why we're true friends. That's right. That's where the core. That's why we're brothers. <laughs> That's right. Brother. <laughs> Friend and a brother. Right, we, need to, we need to market this <laughs> yeah. really good here. All right. um, we, we messaged each other back and forth and came up with this term. We kept saying friend it's and your, brother. It's your, you, you came well, up with it. Okay, I'll, I'll claim it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I said, brother. Because yeah. that's a friend and a brother, right? That's there. it. I don't think anybody else uses it. <laughs> what up, my brother? <laughs> 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 All right, so would you rather listen to Spotify or Apple Music? Oh, man. Um, is somebody paying for the Apple Music? Sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's not fair because like the students get a rate and then everybody else gets their rate. You know? Yeah, it's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. But anyway, I would definitely do Apple Music. Okay. So I would only do Apple Music if, if somebody else is paying yes. for it. So yes. Verizon was paying for mine, right. the free six month. And as soon as that was over, you know, I yep. said goodbye yep. to Apple Music and I'm back on Spotify. Walking the blank to Spotify. Yeah, I'm yeah. listening to the ads and all. The walk of shame. Free. <laughs> Free. I'm not paying for music. Uh, I'm a musician, and I'm not paying for somebody true. else's music. Yeah, here you but, go. All right, so here's one that this one's really thought-provoking. Would you rather have $1 billion or true love? Oh, man, this is easy. True love, bro. All right, man. True love. Yes, sir. I mean, what do you got if you got a billion dollars? <laughs> That's right, man. You're going to be all alone anyway because you're not going to trust anybody. True that. And everybody's going to want to sucker off of you. And... You can't buy love. No. You cannot buy love. So old Adam back in the back in the garden, yeah. he could have had the world, that's right. but he wanted true love. That's right. Man, that's good stuff. What a guy. So, all right, Brother Joel. So how about you just kind of briefly share with us your testimony of how you came to know Christ the Savior. But before you do, the Bible tells us in Revelation, it says that they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Mm -hmm. Testimonies are powerful, and I think it's a great tool that we have to advance the kingdom of the gospel and the message of Christ. So share your testimony with us. Yeah. Um, 
I was born into a pastor's home, so before I was born, I was going to church, if you know what I mean, and uh, just had great, uh, I have great memories of Sunday school. Um, I still remember most of their names. Um, so they still have an impact on my life. So uh, at the bright young age of five years old, um, I trusted Christ as my Savior. What happened was my brother, um, we were getting ready for bed one night and uh, you know, doing what we're supposed to be doing, brushing our teeth. I highly recommend dental hygiene. <laughs> <laughs> it's evangelistic efforts right there. And, yeah. And so he asked me, Joel, when are you going to trust Christ? And he had invited some friends to church and they had gotten saved and he, they were all baptized together. So it was a great thing. And, and it just kind of struck me for some, whatever reason, it just struck me that night. And I went and uh, went up to my dad and whispered in his ear, I need to talk to you. And so that really got his attention because that, you know, rarely ever happened. So we went back to his bedroom, and most of the time back in the day when we was going back to mom and dad's room, it was <laughs> trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, trouble time. You know, like, oh boy, what I do? But this time it was uh, definitely a good thing, and he opened the scripture and showed me uh, what I need to do. Um, and he he made this statement I'll never forget. It said Joel, if I could, I would trust Christ for you, but I can't. You have to do that on your own. And at that moment, that time, the best I knew how, that's what I did. And man, bro. my life. And, Five years old, huh? You know, and then I, uh, a couple Sundays later, I got baptized in my Chuck Norris karate suit. <laughs> Dude, that's in your karate suit, <laughs> yeah, huh? Yeah, my karate suit, which I did, never took karate, but I was So Chuck you were Norris. that pastor son. I was. That's so cool. Yeah, it was. I had the black belt and everything, man, going into the baptistry. Lit since day one. <laughs> You know, it's like uh, one of those experiences you never forget. And um, so, how was it being a pastor's son? Um, a lot of pressure. Yeah, sometimes. Um, if you, if you, you know, if you let it be that, I mean, if you let people kind of dominate your thoughts in that way, then definitely it could be a very miserable experience. Um, I think the Lord kind of just opened my heart to to that, and. Um, Around eighth grade, it it, it 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 kind of started bothering me less, mm-hmm. you know. And I got to where like, um, it, it just you just accept who you are and what God has uh, allowed you to be and where He's allowed you to be born into your family and things, and see it as a blessing and not a curse. And um, just just be just be you, just be real, hmm. and. That's, that was a, a big turning point in my life, those eighth and ninth grade years. Wow, that's so cool, man. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for sharing your testimony. How about, because uh, you're a pastor and, you know, you're engaged in ministry, um, and it's so cool, you know, you're encouraging to me to, to see another younger brother in the Lord, uh, uh, another younger brother <laughs> out serving the Lord, you know, uh, who went to Bible college and who's still you know, actually going to church and actually serving the Lord. So why don't you, uh, at this time, share us how you were called to ministry. Okay. And and maybe uh, where you've served so far. Yeah, I was, um, it was again around the 8th, ninth grade years of my life, I've really began God uh, impressing on my heart to uh, really um, serve Him, not just uh, um, as a, as a, as a choice maybe but just as a vocation I want to give my life to the gospel mm-hmm. um, and at the time you know being a young person you want to be a youth pastor 
man, I was like, man, I look at the people around me and you look at other youth pastors that have influenced your life. That's, that's what I wanted to do, wanted to be. So it was, uh, I was 16 years old hmm. and it was, it was Mother's Day weekend. And the previous weekend I had disobeyed my dad and mom and I was working at the fine establishment of Hardee's. Wow, yes, Hardee's. Yes, gotta love a Hardee's biscuit. <laughs> Hardee's biscuit. Yes, oh, uh, it was great. And uh, one of my coworkers needed a ride, but they lived a little further outside of town, and I would have to drive out there and drive in. It was an early shift, so we're talking about you know five, six o'clock in the morning, and you know I was young, sixteen years old, driving driving uh, what would be my truck, but I hadn't bought it from my dad yet. But you know. So driving down the road to get him on the way back, I lost control, had a big wreck, and uh, it was it was God really just pressing on my heart, are you going to surrender? Because I knew he was dealing with me about it. I had talked to many people about it, my friends. I talked to my dad about it and uh, other preachers, and, and I knew God was dealing with me. It was just the point of where if I was going to surrender or not. And gotcha. I came out of that. We flipped the truck several times back and forth and didn't didn't get a scratch. Wow. Not not one thing. Not a bruise. Nothing. Mm. It was crazy. Hmm. So I had to walk about a mile to the next house where we were and call my dad. And uh, it's before the epidemic of cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to do that. And on the way walking there, it was just like my heart just waved a white flag. God said, okay. You know, this is it. So that next Sunday was Mother's Day um, weekend, and I went forward and uh, gave my life service hmm. to Jesus Christ. Wow. Uh, Amen. Guess, yeah. So that was that was when I surrendered. So um, going into training and things like that, uh, my brother had went off to Bible college, and I thought I might would go to the same place. I'd been there so many times, and. I went, his last semester was my first semester and enjoyed that, uh, but definitely knew that's not exactly where God wanted me to be. Sure. And so my dad and I went to another uh, college that summer for a, a conference and knew that's where God wanted me to be. And nice, man. Graduated from there. So. What year did you graduate from Bible college? Uh, 2002. Nice. 2002. All right. Yeah, it's been a few days ago. Yes, it has, man. Approaching almost 20 years. Come on now. <laughs> wow, man. Looking great. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Wow, well, you definitely uh, don't look like you graduated in 2002, <laughs> so you got that in your favor, man. <laughs> Praise God for the Yeah, amen. Yeah. Um, so where so since you graduated from Bible college mm -hmm. back in 2002 where did you begin to serve if you could just walk us through like where you served all the way up till now okay um, I, I graduated I came uh, back home and uh, about three weeks after I graduated I, I met my future wife okay and that's a whole nother podcast but, no doubt <laughs> so I met her and uh, we eventually got married a year later and so I'm still serving with my, my dad at, at church there. And then um, in 2004, our first uh, child died. And so that was a very traumatic experience, very hard experience. Man. And uh, basically, we just wanted a fresh start. Mm -hmm. So we, we packed up everything and went to California. And we, <laughs> we made it about five months. And, uh, we were in a church in California. Yeah, we were in a church in California. Wow. And 
we made it for about five months and that was that was that and just knew basically knew when I unpacked the truck that I shouldn't be there it just was one of those things that I felt like I was running for no reason hmm. and uh, trying to fill a void that only God could fill so having done that we come back and serve with my dad um, another little while and he ends up uh, resigning the church there and then um, in that would be in 2006 in June 2006 our daughter was born and uh, July of 2006 I started at Franklin Memorial Baptist in Hardy okay and that is um, uh, you were there for a long time yeah we we were there uh, for five years and enjoyed that it was a great place for us it was place of healing, place of a lot of friendship memories and things like that, and uh, definitely a lot of growth uh, there um, spiritually and um, relationally uh, with us. And then so we go there for five years, and then we go and pastor a church for five years. That was Chambersburg Baptist. Um, and um, so You started Chambersburg the same summer I started at Clearbrook. Yeah, yeah, you were, you were the front runner, but you were much younger than <laughs> a few years, a few years. <laughs> uh, so we we charted those courses together. A yeah, little bit, and that was we bought the bus. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His church bought a bus from my church, and we wanted we wanted him to have that burden. I mean, blessing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, it's so funny. Yeah, we y'all like gave it away too. Yeah, we we, we pretty much uh, wanted you to. Just take it. Have that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we felt about pressing him on that. Yeah. Well, it's been yeah. used, man. And so we were there for five years, enjoyed a lot of great things. Both of our kids were saved and baptized there at that church. Oh, wow. And had some great So you got adventures. to baptize them. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yes. And that was great memories. Um, great. It's probably the highlight. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And, you know, you, you, you get to do weddings, you get to do funerals, you get to do all those things that are that are just essential to, you know, pastoral ministry mm-hmm. and that was a that was a great experience for us. It was very hard at times, yes, but you look back and there's many blessings um, throughout. So we left there after five years. Briefly was back at Franklin Memorial and then um, got a call from a good friend and now we're at Lighthouse Bible Church in Fenton. Nice, and yeah. Y'all got a lot going on in that <laughs> church, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite, quite, quite the happening place. Amen, brother. That, it's, it's so it's, cool to hear. Yeah. So that's where we're at. Now. What's the website name of the church? Uh, the the LighthouseBibleChurch.com. All right. So if you're listening, go check that out. That's right. It's good stuff. Amen. Nice, man. Well, that's cool. Um, well, there's no doubt that God has His hand on you, and He's using you in a great way. Um, so I always enjoy uh, listening to you preach, man. Amen. I remember you preached from Hebrews over that preacher's fellowship, and that, that was it. It was a good sermon, man. I love preacher fellowship. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so uh, we, we, we got together, and we were like, what, could, what else could we talk about? And so <clears throat> both of us have a real passion for camp ministry. And um, I guess uh, we're just going to share about the summer's camp ministry. Yeah. But, but, but how long have you been involved in camp ministry? Oh, man. Um... Like preaching was that type of thing. Yeah, man. Um, I guess it goes back to around uh, 2006. Man, and yeah. you've been preaching every year at camp. Just about every year at camp since 2006. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, um, that was when we were at Franklin. We did two weeks of camp. We did a junior week, 
and then a team week. Okay. And most of the time, there would be a few years where we did, but most of the time, the pastors that came did the speaking. So okay. You're Must doing, have been like Camp Tuckaway or something. Yeah, yeah. You're doing, you're doing maybe. Uh, you're doing everything. Yeah, you're doing the games. You're doing everything but the food distribution. <laughs> it's a lot of work, man. Yeah, and yeah. People don't understand that. That's right. It's it's not a week's vacation. <laughs> I calculated a, 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 this past summer. And so, like, that one week of camp where you take your teens and yeah. juniors or whatever, it's a, a work week of 120 hours. Yeah. So it's literally like three and a half, almost a whole month of work that's right. in one week. Can you imagine that? That's, that's hard to fathom. It's hard to fathom, and I don't think people understand that because yeah. you're you're on the clock twenty four seven. Yeah. Which ministry is always like that, but especially right. that week. Yeah. You know, you, you have uh, teenagers, juniors in the in the, in the cabin, yeah. and you're trying to counsel them and help them, and then if you're at a camp where you have to do the preaching, the songs, yeah. and the games, and, oh, and the scheduling, and the prep work, you Ooh. know, it is so. It's even more than that. Yes. So so yeah, but but camp ministry, it's worth it. Yeah. It's oh, worth no it. Doubt. No doubt, it's worth it. Did you ever make any uh, life-changing decisions at camp? You know, um, I, I didn't. I didn't get saved at camp, and I didn't surrender to the call of ministry at camp. But those things definitely led to my spiritual growth to the point to where I did. You know, uh, it wasn't um, at camp where I knelt and surrendered to preach. But I had many, many times where I was at camp and God dealt with my heart about it. Hmm. Um, so, yes, it's, I think it's very important. I've, I've seen so many great life decisions happen at camp. Um, I think it's a great ministry tool, even though it's a lot of time, it's a lot of effort, and a lot of focus goes into one week. Mm-hmm. Um, but the result of that is just insurmountable, too. You know, it, it really is. I mean, when you when you get a group of young people yeah. secluded on an island, yes. And then you are engaging into the Word of God. Right. Something's gonna happen. Yes. Um, and you know, I feel like that sometimes one week is not enough because you yeah. get to Thursday and Friday, and that's when decisions are finally being made, and people are softening their hearts to yeah. the Word of God, and they're yeah. tender now, yeah. and they're ready. So imagine if we could do that for a whole month right. with just the same group. How how yeah. how God would really work? But oh my, it'd be crazy. But yeah, so you you preached uh, at camp. Yeah. Uh, so what what did you preach on at camp? Um, or some, uh, like a sermon or two, like a, a brief uh, summary of it. This this, this past uh, camp experience where we took our own church uh, kids, um, I went through the book of Colossians. Oh, nice. Yeah, and, and you know, you could spend months in Colossians. You really can. But, but, you know, you don't have that much time, so I had to like... How did you organize that? Okay, basically, I got the kind of the main point out of chapter 1 and chapter 2, and then in chapter 3 there was two... Basically, two sermons because okay. you know you're talking about the old man and then the new mm-hmm. man. So kind of divided those up, and then just one in chapter four. So um, yeah, that was it. Was it was it could have went on further. Could have went you know um, beyond what we did, but you know for the time that we had, it was great. And uh, then I had a um, one of our youth workers came up uh, on Thursday, and he spoke in a morning session for us. Uh, and it was pretty awesome. So did, when you were preaching that week at camp, did you preach morning and evening? Yeah, yeah, we had a morning session and evening session. And in the morning sessions... I so you're preaching 10 times that week? Pretty much. Um, although the one, when our youth worker came up, he did one. Okay. And then, um, i, I got to tell you this, on our Thursday night, I had this one sermon. It was not in Colossians, but it was like the, 
you know, you get the home run hitter, you feel like, you know, this is going to be it. And you plus you have testimonies after that, you know, that night around the campfire, like, okay, this is what we're going home with type thing. And we got in there, and honestly, it was like heaven just hovered over our little meeting area. And honestly, we just worshiped for like 45 minutes. Wow. It was so intense. It started... And we did our regular two or three songs. Right. And they looked at me and I said, let's let's, uh, let's do two more. And it was just like that impression where you mm-hmm. got, I said, keep Yeah, going. keep on singing. You know, keep going. I'm enjoying this. Yeah. And so we did two more. And the way God orchestrated these songs, uh, it just, the testimonies would go right along with it or what I said or, you know, some, what somebody did would go right into the next song. Hmm. I'm serious. We were. It was at least 45 minutes of straight. Wow. Worship. It That's was, solid. It was insane. What were some of the songs, or do you remember? Oh man. Um. Uh, what's that one? Uh, uh, Rescue. Okay. Okay. And yours. Okay. Um. Uh, obviously, you know, you got to throw in some reckless love. Yeah. Um. That's just some of the ones I remember. Um, cool. Those are like some of the some yeah. of the, the the best ones. Yeah. I, I, uh, it was. It was like. Shot after shot, boom after yeah. boom, and it was just insane. If you can't preach after that, man, you <laughs> might as well pack up your bags. <laughs> if, you if you don't even want to preach after that. <laughs> oh, man, that's good. You know, uh, yeah. it, it, God did so much just in that one element of worship. Um, it was just insane. The, the testimonies after that was just like, wow. Hmm. It was intense. Yeah, that's so I, cool. I have... We did uh, we did a, a youth Sunday last year in what was it October November, and I'm telling you the spirit of God just was in our church so heavy. I'm telling you it was one of the best just services um, of the of just the feeling the presence of God that I remember. And so we 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 took that almost with us to camp, and it was it was much like the same spirit. But it was just longer, hmm. you know. Um, whereas, you know, at the youth Sunday here, we had worship, and it was so impactful, and God's spirit was there. I mean, people standing up, just worshiping God, and then, then you spoke, then you had, you know, got to preach. Whereas at camp, man, it was just like we didn't have any time elements. No time you know, elements. You didn't have to quit. You didn't have. You to, just keep going. Yeah, you just you know nobody had to go to lunch. So just, <laughs> at that lunch. night, you know, just keep going. So well, next thing, we, what was going to do was s'mores. You know. Yeah, <laughs> we could delay that a little Dude, while. Dude, man, that, that some of my insane. favorite memories as a teenager is is those morning sessions and evening sessions of just plain worship, where yeah. hey, who cares about what we got planned? Right. We're here for God. Yeah. And man, um, mm-hmm. I feel like that so so many times, at least in a Baptist uh, context, yeah. is we overemphasize the preaching mm-hmm. and underemphasize the worship. Yeah, absolutely. But you got they are one in the same. Absolutely. Um, and sure, if you could only do one, you're going to preach. But yeah. if you have the opportunity to do both. Do them both well. Don't yeah. just sing like, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary right. two times and be like, all right, Brother Joel, come on, preach to us. I'm like, I'm like, bro, man, I'm just getting my toes in the water. <laughs> like, I'm not prepared yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's sing four, five, six songs Absolutely. and just pour our hearts out to God in worship. And not... You know, have an interlude of, of announcements and goofy time. Exactly. Like, no jokes. We don't yeah. need all that stuff. No, Let's just lift up our hearts so to God. Peripheral, you know. Yeah. Do what you want to do, and then once you get into that element of worship, 
you know, crank it down and let let her fly. Yes. And you know, honestly, it was just us. We were in a in the city. We were in a boathouse, and our boathouse had windows all the way around it. And we're looking over this you know small lake type thing. Huh. And you got birds flying around and, and just the fish jumping out of the water that type of thing. And so when you begin, the sun's going down. You have this picturesque scene. And we kept worshiping as the sun went down. I mean, it just felt like the sun was coming up inside. It was just, it was, it was insane how good mm. it was. And it just went on and on and on and on. And it, how, how God just kind of orchestrated it all. Hmm. And, you know, I came in thinking, okay, here's what we're going to do. And God said, you know, throw that out the window. But, and wow. I did share a little bit, but it was nowhere near what I was, what I was thinking, you know. And we just, just went back to the worship and it was, it was, it was just great. Amen. I can't describe it so much, man. Just, now that, that sermon series that you did about Colossians, was that yeah. a new sermon series that you prepared just for camp? Yeah. Nice. Just for camp, man. Uh, if you didn't go to camp, you didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> not recorded, not, <laughs> not uploaded, uploaded online. Yeah. So. so we got we got pictures and photos, but that they don't, you know, they do have a thousand. It's recorded up in heaven. Yes, amen. So you might hear it again. That's where my record is. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, that's where your record is. Yeah, yeah that's it's what Job said. It's what Job said. <laughs> All that's going to be rehashed. Yeah, you know, you think about it. That's how far records go back. That's true, <laughs> dude. I love it. I love it. Man. That's so cool, man. Wow, man, yeah. camp ministry, man, it's so so cool. Uh, Let me ask you this: like, yeah. do you, do you, do you get this a lot when when you come back from camp? Uh, a lot of a lot of our teens that we talk to or experience or um, talk to after the fact is, you know, what do you do after camp? You know, you come back with this like a, an experience like that. We it's a spark. This, like, you know what I'm saying? Like how how do you keep the fire? Yeah, and uh, you know. Do you, do you come back with a plan? Uh, like, all right, boom, uh, here, here's, here's your 30-day devotional. Um, right. And here, here's what we're going to be talking about. And, hey, uh, we're going we're gonna to meet online here, and we're going to discuss blah, blah, blah. Uh, I mean, what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? That's good. I think, you know, there's a saying out there, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So there's definitely wisdom in having a plan. Mm-hmm. Let me just share with you um, a word of testimony of how it worked for me. So I grew up in a, in a Southern Baptist church, so just a little bit different than, than independent work that we've been involved with for the last several years. So a little different. We, we went to a camp, and they had a full band, and they had a speaker, had a keynote speaker. And so the band would play every morning, every evening, and the speaker would preach every morning, every evening. Yeah. And this, this year, it was called Super Week. It was a group of, of uh, Southern Baptist churches in the Roanoke Valley, not all of them, but, but some of them. And probably 10 churches and so there's two or 300 people yeah. at this camp wow. and uh, we were at Emory and Henry College it was July 2005 and so years leading up to that I would experience a spark I would mm-hmm. experience like God moving in my life mm-hmm. but I was lost yeah I was on my way to a devil's hell in mm. that year 2005 that third it was a Thursday night and this guy named Jeremy Kingsley was preaching but about choosing between Barabbas and Jesus. Mm. And that night I got on my knees. I didn't go forward. Mm. I was in the very back row. No joke. So I was a back row Baptist. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> Legit back oh, row gee. Baptist. And I like to tell people I'd rather be a back row Baptist than a front row Pharisee any Ooh, day of the week. Come on now. <laughs> but, Seven on the toes. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so uh so yeah, uh, 
I knelt down and I said, I didn't pray a sinner's prayer. I said, God, I'm tired of playing church. Please forgive me my sin. And so that is when I trace back to the time when, when Jesus changed my life and saved my soul. Yeah. And then what, what we just started doing was, was we, me and a few of the others in the youth group, along with our youth pastor, mm-hmm. um, he may not have always liked this, but we just started meeting mm-hmm. at the church really early in the morning, 5.30, 6 a.m. Wow. before school, and we would read the Bible together and we would pray. Wow. And that lasted for probably a half a year. Oh, wow. And what it did was it created a habit, yeah. at least in my life, yeah. because the majority of those guys, the majority of those guys are not walking with God right. anymore. Yeah. But for me, it created a habit. And just getting into God's Word and praying. Mm. And so the goal is every day to get into God's Word right. and to spend time with Him in prayer. And so that's what, what, it, what I did mm-hmm. and what our, my youth pastor encouraged me to do. Yeah. But do we at Clearbrook have a plan for these guys? No, we don't. Um, what we try to do is we try to encourage them to download the YouVersion Bible yeah. app and to, to get to download a plan. Yeah. At least to read the Bible yeah. through in a year. Right. Um, and so, really, I mean, we can have all these step-by-step processes, but I think that if it didn't click, yeah, none of those plans are going to work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think, really, it's a case-by-case thing, yeah. and, and we just pray that, that you know, these young people will just take off and, and the fire. Absolutely. But a lot of things, a lot of the problem is, is these young people, they get back from camp, and they're on fire for God. And the church members in our church just stamp the fire out. Yeah. Like, they just stomp it out. Right. They look um, at you like you're, you, you know, where, where you been? You know, Area 51? You know? <laughs> yeah, like you're an alien from Mars. <laughs> we may look like it when coming back from camp because, you know, you just look different coming back from camp a week with kids. But um, I likened it to, like, when Moses came off the mountain and his face yes. was burning. And, you know, he didn't cover his face for his own shame. He covered it for the, the others. You know, (laughs) (laughs) that's true. So I think sometimes, you know, kids come back and students come back and what do you guys do? They experience God. So we encourage them much like you. Um, you know, some people, uh, they, they do it differently. You know, some people can read off an app. Some people can read it straight from the leather. Right. You know, uh, some people want a podcast. Some people want a video, you know, whatever. And we just try to encourage Hey, what what avenue do you feel God, you know, leading you in? What 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 really tugs at your heart when you're meeting with God? Mm. And what element of the Word, you know, how are we gonna get that in there, and uh, then follow up through that. Um, I have often thought, you know, maybe I could I could do like a thirty day um, post camp devotional. Yeah, and text everybody. Right, and and do that for thirty. I've days, tried that. I've tried know? that before. Um, so, and, and most of our kids now are, are, are all together starting school this week, next week. And so that was going to be really helpful. I, I haven't really uh, texted anybody this week. Right. But starting next week, we're going to try to do that essentially. And no, I think that any little bit of encouragement we can give to these guys and girls, yeah. I mean, it's going to go a long way. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's what Jesus did. Like, yeah. he preached to the masses, mm-hmm. but he invested in the right. 12. Yes. In the yes. few, um, and those those who um, those who hang around, you know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? not just those who leave after the bread was broken and the fish was given out. They kind of just went back, you know, did their thing, or waiting for the next miracle. But these guys, you know, they they were close. Yeah, and if somebody's really hungry for God, yeah, you can. Do they're going to come out of their way to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And if they're not hungry for God, then, you know, perhaps they were just the seed that fell by the wayside. Yeah. That the, the bird came and ate it up or the sun scorched it, you know? Right. Um, yeah. It's hard to tell who is who. Oh, sure. But, but yeah. over time, you know, you'll figure you keep, it out. You keep offering, you keep offering, and people... Um, I mean, they're just drawn to Jesus from what they he's are. offered, you know. So just keep offering Jesus, and people will keep being drawn. So yeah. So what's your worst camp story that oh, you got? Goodness. Oh man. Um, goodness. Uh, all right. So I, I, it's not worse, but one of the ones that I, I remember it was like one of the first years I was at a Camp Eagle, and I had never experienced the blob. You were in the blob. That thing that you get in, you just roll down the hill. No, this no. Is, this is on. This is on the water. So you jump off a tower. Oh, they have that at Camp Eagle. Yeah. So oh. I never, I've never done this. And the one at Camp Eagle is pretty tall. I don't know how tall it is, but it's pretty legitly tall. It sends you soaring in the well, air. Well, if you get somebody bigger than you that can blob you. Okay. Well. I blobbed somebody and it, they went up higher. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, you know, late twenties, early thirties in there somewhere, and <laughs> I blobbed. So I scoot. I mean, you got to scoot down to the end of the blob. You know, so I finally made it down there, and is they had a guy working on staff that that summer. He was significantly bigger than I. <laughs> he had some girth about him. <laughs> okay. So, I, and I'm waiting. All you can hear is like, um, we're going to count to three, and then we're going to say Bob, and then you just, you go up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're going you're to shake Jesus' hand. And <laughs> oh, man. You know, so, here I am waiting. One, two, three, and didn't even get to Blob. And he just, it was almost like being in a car wreck. You're like, it's like your tailbone comes up into your ears and like... <laughs> And you're like now flying through the air, and you come down in some awkward position. You hit the water, and you're like barely floating to the shore. Like oh, I'm good, you know. <laughs> Another experience when we were That's going crazy. to the 4-H camp in West Virginia on the Greenbrier, we would always float the river. We'd bring our own inner tubes, we'd float, and that was a legit experience. Oh, and I bet. I I hadn't really floated a river up till this point, man. I just that's not what we did, <laughs> and for our recreational. So uh, some of the counselors thought it'd be funny, you know, to tip people's tubes and come after you. Well, they started coming after me. Oh, I bet. And I was like, no, 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 please, please don't. I wasn't really confident in my swimming abilities as I should be. Okay. <laughs> so they tipped me over, and it was a it was a nice little deep hole there, and so I'm going down. I'm trying to come back up. Well, every time you know you come back up, I don't have a I don't have a life vest on. Huh. Just, you're just by your you're you and Jesus. Out there. <laughs> you and Jesus and the and the angels, yes, the angels. or the demons. Yeah, well, maybe both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. they're fighting each other. Yeah. So every time I come up to grab my tube, you know the water just sends it away, and it's going further away, and I'm trying no. to get to it further away. And man, I legitly I said, God, this is the last I got. I had cramps in my legs. <laughs> you thought you were going to die. I was going to die. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, one extra tug. And it was like, somebody just held my tube for me because it didn't move. And I grabbed it and I was like, <gasps> you know, just barely breathing and wow. hyperventilating and all that. And all the kids were like, what a, what an idiot. Dude, that's <laughs> crazy, man. Yeah, what a, what a, 
What a fun but dangerous oh, yeah. way to have recreations. <laughs> yes. We had revival that night, my heart. Oh, God, oh I yeah. Oh, you know. man. If I was in that situation, I would have yeah. been fasting all week. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it was quite the experience. But those are a couple I remember. Man, man that's cool. Camp's always fun. You're going to have experiences what, like that. What about you? You want to hear that story, huh? <laughs> oh, this man. Is, this, for those listening, this all right. really happened. Yeah, so uh, this is this this was this summer, and uh, this is as they say is fresh. People. Yeah, this is fresh. So if you've listened all the way to the end, you're in for a special blessing mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So we our goal was to leave at nine a.m. on Monday morning to go to camp, and we never meet that goal. <laughs> we never meet that goal. So it's nine thirty. Yeah. Like we instead of leaving at like eleven a.m., we're like going to leave at nine thirty, and uh, we we go to our little bus. So it's a fifteen passenger small little school bus, yeah. and we couldn't get it started. It took us 30 minutes to get it started. And so it's 10 a.m. We finally get on the road. We drive to this town called Withfield, Virginia. Yeah. And right outside of it's a little town called Rural Retreat. Mm-hmm. And we pull in there at the McDonald's, and there's a gas station there. And we're like, should we should we get gas? And we had a 15 passenger small school bus and a 15 passenger small van. So the small school bus was the one that we were concerned about. And we're like, well, we're already here, so let's go ahead and hit and stop and eat lunch and, and, and fill up with gas. So we fill up with gas and. Um, we turn the engine off and and we couldn't get it started. <laughs> we couldn't get it started. So we push it out off to the side and we're like, well, let's go eat lunch in McDonald's and then come back and hopefully it'll start. So an hour, hour and a half goes by. We come back out and yeah, it wouldn't start. So we're there for four and a half hours Yeah. in McDonald's. And we go back into McDonald's and uh, the, the AC was broken, McDonald's. We were going to buy everybody ice cream, so of course, you know, the ice cream machine was broke. <laughs> then uh, the bathrooms were out of order. Wow. So we literally sat there, and, and we got uh, two of the men to come back. And all th- we have five buses at the church. The other three required a CDL. Mm. So that's why we didn't want to take them, yeah. because, you know, all three of us wanted to drive. I have a CDL, but the other two drivers didn't. So they bring us the, the uh, rescue bus. <laughs> <laughs> and the rescue bus, you know. And, and somehow these men, I guess it had enough time to cool down. They get the other small little school bus started. And we load all of our luggage up into the other bus. And we get on the road. And a mile down the road, I get this call from our, our uh, rescuer drivers. And they're like, Brian, as soon as you can, pull over. It's leaking transmission fluid. <laughs> and as I was driving up the hill, I was like, man, this thing ain't changing gears. God help us. <laughs> And so we pull over, and, and and sure enough, leaking just a ton of, of transmission fluid. Wow. And so we had to take all of the luggage out of that rescue bus back into the little bus that broke down. <laughs> and we, and they, that would have a trouble start. So we drive that all the way to Knoxville, and we just didn't turn it off. Yeah. So we pull in there. We were supposed to get there around 3-ish. Mm. We got there at 7. Oh, nice. And so we had just enough time to eat. We walk into the service, and the pastor reads his text and as soon as he's reading the text, my chair collapses, and I'm on the front row. I'm on the front row. Like, I can't make this up. And uh, it, it was so noticeable. Yeah. He stopped oh during the Bible reading. He says, oh man, everything's just going wrong for you day, oh today, my. huh? And so, uh, yeah, so finally, uh, that day ends, and so Tuesday comes. And so we go to the swimming pool with the guys. And uh, we just get done with the pool. We're making the transition from the guys and the girls, and I have to use the bathroom. <laughs> and so we go into the bathroom, and on the threshold of the door, some, some, somebody had this crazy idea to take a dump on the threshold. They left a blessing. And I stepped right in it. <laughs> yeah, if you have a better camp experience than that... 
You need to let us know. Yeah. That is legit. Yeah, that was up to Tuesday, so I just... Uh, wow. Yeah, I went into the shower, and I had this... On my sandals, I had all this oh, oh, stuff. And I took the sandal, and I just held it in the shower oh. and just sprayed it all off. You, did you did your was your theme song after that why me lord <laughs> why me lord oh yeah that old song <laughs> oh man that so, is awesome on the That's way back home on Friday we just didn't turn that bus off after we got it started wow. we had to jump start it and from like it was on for like eight hours <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was a diesel. It was. It was oh. a diesel. So we went into Chick Fil A to eat lunch. Left it running. Hey, if anybody steals it, they'll bring it back. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, camp's always something. But yeah, we had a good time, and Great. you know, even in the midst of all that, we had two of our young people accept Christ as Savior. Yeah. So, you know, obviously the devil was fighting us that week, yes. not wanting us to get there. Absolutely. Um, and so it's definitely spiritual warfare. Yeah. But by the grace of God, we got there. So that's awesome. Welcome to camp. That's right. Hey. So. It's a great experience. Sometimes it's hard, but man, it is worth it. It is. Do it. Yeah, amen. Well, any any parting uh, tips or advice you want to leave for the listeners? Man, um, if you're looking for a camp, I can recommend a couple. Camp Eagle is a great one. Also, um, one that we just experienced this summer for the first time was Camp Watermarks in Scottsville, Virginia. Hmm. Camp Eagle's in Fincastle. It's a great, great organization. Been a part of that for many years. And it's a great camp. You have great counselors, just great experiences. But also Camp Watermarks, if you're looking for more one of where um, you do the speaking, you do the worship, and everybody else does the games and uh, fun time, that's a great one too. Man, that's cool. Well, um, and how about if if anybody has questions or um, would like to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yeah, um, you can go to our website, thelighthousebiblechurch.com. And you can click the link there. Also, you could email me at pastorjoelward at gmail.com. Awesome. Yeah. Amen. I'm on, I'm on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You actually use Twitter, huh? Um, I like a few things. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I have it, but I never use it. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. Yeah, well, man, thanks so much for coming out, man. It's Absolutely. been enjoyable, and we're going to do this again for Absolutely, sure. Absolutely, man. So, well, Look God bless you guys, and um, we will see you next time. That's have right. a good day. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to the Jumpstart Your Faith podcast channel. As a token of my appreciation for you listening today, I would like to give you my free ebook devotional called Jumpstart Your Faith, 30 Days to a Renewed Faith in Christ. Just go to www.pastorbrianratliff.com to download it. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast channel to listen to more messages like today's. And if these messages have been helpful to you, please leave a review. If I could be of any help in your spiritual walk, please let me know by emailing me at pastorbrianratliff at yahoo.com. And one last thing, if you're in Roanoke, please consider joining us for one of our worship services at Clearbrook Baptist Church. Until next time, may God's blessings be upon you and have a great week.